All right. Good morning, listeners. Welcome to the Coach's Cup podcast. And this morning, I have a special guest. I have Coach Angela Holmes with me. And Angela, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell, tell our listeners a little bit about you. Sure. Hi, everybody. I'm Angela Holmes. I'm with Angela Holmes Coaching, and I help people love the job that they have. I coach all things workplace. I am a, let's see, 25-year veteran in the HR field, and I really love, that really brings me my love of coaching. Um, so I'm really here to help people in that different way. Yeah, that's awesome. And that is exactly the reason that we chose the topic we have for you today, which is difficult relationships. Yes. So talk to us about your experience working in HR or coaching um, with difficult relationships. Sure. So this topic is, is great for our listeners today because I think it doesn't matter who you are, what you're doing, because we all interact with people. And I've found in my career that most of the time I'm spending helping people deal with other people. So a lot of times there can be friction in relationships, whether you're at work, you're at home. And there's a lot of education that we can do as coaches to help people, you know, go through these relationships and think about them differently. That's how we can help. Yeah. When I, um, I know several people who are entrepreneurs. I work, um, I am a department chair, so I am in a management kind of position. And, you know, the thing that you always hear is that the, the hard part of the job is people. Yes. So how do you kind of turn that around? In your, in your coaching? For me, I like to, when I'm working with somebody in a, in a coaching relationship, I like to talk to them specifically about if they're having an issue with somebody and, and maybe it's a difficult situation for them, really get specific on the person that they've labeled difficult. Um, because difficult's a really general word, but when you think about it and for all the listeners that are listening right now, we all have maybe that list in our head of difficult people. And you think, boy, if, if these three people just behaved a little better, my life would be so much easier. And maybe it's people at home, it's people at work or both. If those people just did what I wanted them to do, things would be so much easier. So when I'm working with people, we'll focus on one of those difficult people and, and really think about what's the issue that you're having with them? What are they doing that, and get really specific and think about them. What is it that's bothering you? And then really break it down. What do you think about them? And we start there. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I think most of the people listening um, by now have figured out that it's your thought that really drives everything that, that we teach, you know, it's, it's what your thought is. So uh, I know that when I work with people and they talk about a different difficult relationship and I tell them that relationships only exist in their own brains, it's kind of a, you know, that you have that moment, like what? 
So do you talk a little bit about that, about relationships, where they really exist? Absolutely, Sonia. What I remember when I learned that, I was like, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> so relationships do exist only in our brain. And we, we know that because adults, people can do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. And then we decide how to think about that. So, yeah. you know, for example, we might have our, our difficult person, let's say it's my mother-in-law, mm -hmm. and she says something to me, she really can say whatever she wants, and it's not until I have a thought about what she says that then I feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, also when I'm working with clients, I really encourage them after we look at that specific example to neutralize the situation and then you can really see that, what you described, you can see that it's just my thoughts that are causing me the pain. Yeah. Yeah. I like to think about um, as an example of people who um, get married and then get divorced. You know, people will say, oh, well, that is just not the person I married. And usually it is the person you married. It's just your thoughts when you were dating that person were one thing. He's so amazing. He's always, you know, whatever it is. And then by the time you've moved to the point where you decided you'd no longer want to be with them, your thoughts are, he never gives me any attention. He can't do anything to help out. You know, it's your thoughts that have changed that relationship. It's not the person. The person, nine times out of ten, is the person they've always been. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great example because, you know, we can't change the person, mm -hmm. but it's our thoughts that have changed. That's a really great example. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's so powerful because, you know, like you've mentioned, it can change a dynamic at work. Um, and sometimes everybody labels a person as difficult. What do you do in situations like that? You know, that is a, a really great question. And that does happen. And, and sometimes people get together and decide so-and-so is difficult. And that's where we really need to think about and break down what's happening. Mm -hmm. You know, why are we labeling Angela difficult? And is there another way we can think about what Angela is doing? Maybe, and, and sometimes I don't usually advocate for someone to, you know, think about why someone's behaving the way they do. But in this case, it might be a good idea. You know, maybe I did something at work. Maybe I have a good reason. So I might challenge someone to think about a different way to think about what, why someone behaved the way they did yeah. and, and be that devil's advocate and be very open yeah. to thinking about it differently. I, um, in, in academia, you know, we see a lot of people who are excellent researchers, um, but they are not people, people necessarily. Mm -hmm. They don't have the greatest people skills. And it's, it's easy to, to hear those conversations about those kinds of people. Well, you know, they, they never return my emails or I walked across campus and, and ran into them and they didn't even smile. Mm. And it's easy 
to label that person as being difficult or hard to get along with. And, you know, I've, I've tried to, in coaching colleagues, you know, maybe that person is just in their own head. Maybe they're thinking about that project that they're working on. And even shifting it to giving them another idea of what it might be is, is helpful, I think, in those moments. It, it really is. Yeah. It really is because what if, you know, that person's doing the best they can? What if when you saw them on campus and they didn't say hello, they had something else on their mind? You know, how do we know what difficult even is? You know, so who decides that? So I, I think in these situations, it's really good to provide people with other ideas to think about and just open up some of these words and thoughts and, and some, you know, our brain, our brain likes a habit. So we're always going to think, Oh, she walked by my office and didn't say anything and she doesn't like me or you yeah. know, to kind of have those, those paranoid thoughts or the same thoughts over and over, over and over. And the truth is that probably isn't what's happening. Yeah. You know? So it's nice to have someone challenge those thoughts for us. And that's where a coach can really help in those situations. Yeah. Because we get so, so in our own brains about these these things. Um, I love what you were just saying about somebody walking by your office and not saying hi. And your brain immediately goes to, well, they don't like me. Mm -hmm. I, I can't speak for all my listeners, but I know I have done that in moments in my life. That's the first thing my brain goes to. What have I done? What, what, what did I do to upset them? And it might not be anything. They might be thinking about, you know, they've got to give some bad news to somebody or they just have a lot on their minds. And so those thoughts don't serve us and they don't serve us in our relationships with those people either. Absolutely, Sonia. And those thoughts kind of start building this story in your mind and they take on kind of a life of their own at work or at home. And then you've got the story where Sonia's difficult. She keeps walking by my office. She doesn't say hello. And then something else happens. And then that's kind of how these things take on a life of their own. So when you unreal them or fold them back and you really look at it, wait a minute, is Sonia difficult? What really happened? And when I look at all those incidents, I go, well, you know, this time she probably was in a hurry. This time she may have been busy. And then I go, wait a minute, she's not difficult. That's just my brain trying to protect me mm -hmm. and just keep me safe from feeling anything uncomfortable. Yes. That's all that's happening. Yeah. And and I'll I'll share this with you. I I am a little bit that way. Honestly, I get in my zone and I do forget to say hello to people or, you know, and I think that's compounded by um, now we're, we all wear masks in public. So mm -hmm. before where I could just kind of get away with a smile, yeah. you can't even see me doing that. <laughs> and so I've actually turned around and gone back and said hello to somebody because I do know sometimes I really get in my zone and people might read that wrong. And and I know it's their work to do, but at the same time, you know, when you're in a management kind of position, you don't want to be seen as 
unapproachable or right or picking favorites you know you don't want to be seen as saying hello to one person another person she likes this person and not me (laughs) so yeah it's 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 a lot of perception issues but you know if we can all really come to the table and think okay we're all doing the best we can that's a thought i like to give to clients Mm -hmm. everyone's doing the best they can yeah i find that helpful and really challenge people to think about how was so-and-so being difficult and let's let's really break that down mm-hmm. and look at it and what else could have been going on yeah yeah because we have we've, we've talked about on this podcast before about the idea of having a manual mm-hmm. for how people are supposed to, to react or you know interact with you mm-hmm. do you do you teach people about the manual is that something that you use a lot in this work I do. And I think that's a really valuable concept because we do all have this expectation of how people should act, whether we're aware of it or not. And especially at work, there are a lot of manuals that we expect, you know, I give you this work, you do this with it. And so those manuals are definitely in play and, and those work relationships have manuals too. And some of those rules in the manuals are, should be there maybe for workplace rules, but some of the other things, you know, we have to be careful because not everyone's going to interpret things the same way. And some of those expectations are not shared. Yeah. Yeah. When I, um, in working with clients who, who are having those manual issues, I always have them write down you know in their journals what is the manual that i have for the people mm-hmm. i work with what are those shoulds because yeah. that's what they always start with well he should do this or she should do this what are all of those because so many times we don't even realize that we're carrying it around with us mm-hmm. i love what you said about journaling i think journaling can be so helpful. And I have even a coach that I have suggested I keep a journal at work and throughout the day, just even for a second, stop and journal. If it's, and that's been really helpful. And I like what you said about, you know, journaling about things at work and the shoulds. Whenever a should pops up, yes. I kind of stop and go, wait a minute, why should I do that? Where is that coming from? And it, it happens a lot. It does. Yeah. No, that's a magic word. When I, whenever I write should, I'm like, whoa, what what just happened here? (laughs) Yeah. Like stop a minute. The should is here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's important. That that's a sure sign that that's something going on in our brain. And we know that that relationships exist in our brains also, because sometimes the two people in the relationship have two different ideas about what the relationship is. Yes. Yes. Without, I guess, I guess I'm going to get personal here, but you know, there are times when I get aggravated with my husband and like, he doesn't know what's going on. He thinks everything is fine and dandy, (laughs) but in my mind, there's a problem, you know, (laughs) 
That is, you know, and that happens at work also. Mm -hmm. And many of the work situations that I have mediated or kind of coached people through, you know, it, it's oftentimes can, can be settled very easily because it's really just two different versions yeah. of events. And when we really can sit down together and get on the same page, you know, or, or relationship wise can figure out what's happening. Um, but oftentimes it's relationship is the crux of the issue. Yeah. Two, two different ideas of what's going on in the relationship. Right. Yeah. So I want to um, shift this a little bit to talking about how apology works. Mm -hmm. If the relationship is really all about what your thoughts are. This is a great topic. So let's, let's verbalize this a little bit. If our relationships with others exist only in our thoughts, do we need to have apologies? As no a one's going like to like this answer. Yeah, it's tough. No one's going to like this answer, but I mean, no, the, the apology really then exists for the person who wants it. I mean, I guess you can still want an apology. Mm -hmm. And, you know, oftentimes people say, how should I apologize to so-and-so? Or clients will say, I want an apology and I want it to include this. Or I've had people say that to me, please apologize and include these things. Well, you know, I guess the apology is, is really for the person again, who's wanting it. Mm -hmm. And in that case, they might want to just craft it for <clears throat> themselves. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, because I mean, even if, even if somebody wants an apology from me and I decide to give it to them to appease them, um, they can't, force me to be sincere I can't I can't do anything to make that apology what they have in their mind that it should be yes you said it beautifully right there and I still as a person I do apologize I make <laughs> sure that when I apologize I want to I'm sincere and I mean it and does it check the boxes of the person who yeah, I hope so, but it, yeah. it may not always. Right. And so for that, for the person who's wanting that perfect apology, I would say to them, they can find that within themselves Yeah. and, and decide they can, they, here's a better way to say it. The thoughts that they want to have about the person they need the apology from, they can create those thoughts themselves. Yes. There we go. Yeah. And I mean, that's a tough sell for people because we, like I said, I'm a mom, you're a mom, and yeah. we are taught from the time we're small, oh, don't hurt somebody's feelings that don't say that that might hurt their feelings because that's our culture. And so when we learn that words don't hurt feelings, thoughts hurt feelings, then it really is a huge shift. And, you know, I, I don't necessarily think it completely 
removes the apology from our culture. There are times when I want to apologize to somebody. True. Um, But ultimately, like you just said, it's all about what they're thinking. They can, and, and, you know, I've, I've done that too when I've been uh, upset with someone and, and thought, well, they really hurt my feelings. I'm now at the point in thought work where I'm like, no, they didn't hurt my feelings. Somebody else could have said or done that exact thing and it would not have made them upset. So what am I thinking about that situation? Yes, I'm the same way. I, I really these days try to neutralize the situation and then decide what I'm thinking about it. And if my feelings are hurt, it's because of what I'm thinking. And then I think, well, no need for an apology. Yeah, I can let that go. Yeah. Which is a huge weight off Mm -hmm. your shoulders when you, I mean, because when we carry around resentment or any of those negative emotions because we think somebody else is being difficult, that's a heavy thing to carry around. And being able to just give it up and say, you know what, this is just a thought I'm having. I I think they should do something. And really, that's not my place. You're so right. It's so freeing when you really can grasp adults can do whatever they want and no (laughs) one can hurt my feelings and and just be with that and, and live your life that way. And, you know, I don't always remember it, but. Right. I I sometimes have to go, wait a minute, Angela. Okay. But yeah, those are, you're right. It's so freeing. The emotional energy, I think that we spend on, which is, we can, we can talk about (laughs) that another day, but, but the emotional energy that we spend on thinking that there is a conflict in our world, um, that's really just in our own brains is amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. And so anytime you get the chance to give that up and let it go, do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Any, anything else you want to say about difficult relationships? Any tips for our listeners? Well, you know, I, I think kind of mirroring what you, you just talked about, it's, it's really best. And we've, we've talked about it here If when you realize you're having what you think is a difficult relationship, Mm -hmm. take a pause, think about that person, spend some time journaling, writing, thinking about it. Absolutely. You know, stop and say, wait, is this person really being difficult or could it be anything else? Yeah. Anything. am, Am I projecting? Am I projecting this? Could it just be anything else? Yeah. Yeah, because so many times it's something that's going on in our own lives that we haven't even stopped to realize. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling a little unsure of myself. So when they don't talk to me, I look at that as evidence in my brain. You know, that's that's evidence for me not being good enough or whatever. I, I think I like that or whatever they're thinking about me is not my business. That's a really hard one. That is a hard one, right? They, yeah, they didn't want to say hi to me or they might not like me. Okay. And just let them be them and not, and just not decide that they're difficult. Just, okay. Yeah. Sonia's busy today. She didn't say hi to me. Okay. 
Yeah, her brain's somewhere on yeah. some spreadsheet somewhere. <laughs> and yeah, and really challenge yourself not to put out that difficult label and really yeah. think it's anything else and that people are doing the best they can. And one thing I do want to hit on that you just that you just said, you know, sometimes people don't like us. I am not everyone's cup of tea. I'm never going to be and I probably don't want to be. Yeah. And so just I, I know, you know, I've had situations where I've had to say to myself, they may not like you, but that's okay. You know, mm -hmm. it's just it's just the way it is. I don't need everybody to like me. That is also another freeing thought and to mm -hmm. feel fine with that. Not everybody's going to like me and I'm totally okay with it. Yeah, because I yeah. don't like everybody, to be honest. Yeah. Right. It goes <laughs> both ways. people I don't really want to spend the day with. Yeah, and that's fine. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. All right. Well, to leave our listeners with a little call to action, a little homework today, um, we want to challenge you to think about a relationship that you might be thinking of as difficult right now. What is there, you know, a person, um, a situation that you keep running into that's difficult and to really take that apart. Uh, Angela, you mentioned journaling. Uh, my listeners know I am always talking about journaling, but journal about that. Um, why have I chosen to decide that this is a difficult relationship? That is mm -hmm. such a powerful question. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Really take it apart and look at it and challenge yourself to think of it differently. That relationship. Yeah. All right, Angela, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Sonia. What a great time. Thank you. Tell us again if people want to look you up where they can find all your information. Yes. Again, I'm Angela Holmes. Uh, I am on Instagram and you can find me in the clubhouse, uh, Angela Holmes Coaching. Thanks awesome. so much. Awesome. All right. And you can find me at soniagreencoaching.com. Until next week, um, we'll see you. Have a great week. Thanks.